but, uh, but, uh, but Brother Marvin is with Rock of Ages Prison Ministry, and uh, he came, and him and Brother Walter, but uh, we'll give most of the credit. Walter's not, Brother Walter's not here tonight, so we'll, we'll give all the credit to Brother Marvin tonight. But you know, Brother Marvin did uh, uh, all of our training the past couple days for character under construction to get us back in the schools and everything. And uh, so uh, I encourage you, uh, first of all, afterwards tonight, make sure you go ask him a million questions. And if you can think of a million and one, ask him that one too, all right? Uh, but he's got his stuff set up out there, and he's got some giveaways and things that you might be interested in giving to some kids in your life uh, that, that could help point them to the Lord and as well teach them some great character. Uh, but it's a great ministry, and so we're looking forward to getting that back in, in victory. How many of y'all are familiar with character under construction? Okay. How many of y'all ever participated in character under construction? We'll say training counts, Tim. You can raise your hand for that, right? <laughs> if you know what Tater is and Tater Todd, you should be good, right? That counts. Uh, but uh, he's going to explain a little bit more, but what he's going to do tonight is just kind of share himself. And I told him he can take the floor. He can do whatever he wants to do. So tonight, I think he might be giving one of those lessons for us adults, all right? So uh, we better pay, pay close attention and be ready to go. And uh, if it feels real froggy, you'll just call Tim or Ann up there to help out. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. it's good. <laughs> They're going to cast lots, I think. But uh, Anyways, here's what I want to do tonight. I want to pray, and then I'm going to go over here and turn off the, uh, some of the stage lights. That way he can see, so y'all can see the projector, and he's got the TV in the back. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be reading of that or not, because I can't read none of it from back here, but uh, i got to get glasses. Yes, I know. Uh, but uh, I'll pray and then turn it over to him, and you guys give him your undivided attention. I'm grateful that he's with us tonight. It's always good to have a missionary with us, and and uh, excited as well that he's been able to be able to uh, be a partner uh, with us as we seek to be missionaries to our local schools and to our, our area. So, uh, brother, whatever happens with the ministry here, uh, you can rest assured that you've had a, a key part in it. And so we, we can praise the Lord for it. And we're glad that we can work with you. But let us pray and we'll turn it over to our brother tonight. Lord God, we want to come to you. We want to thank you and praise you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, that faith has given us victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for uh, all that you've done for us. We thank you for answered prayer. Thank you for uh, just a sweet service this morning and, Lord, for a good response. And we're grateful for just for fellowship tonight that we can uh, be able to laugh, to enjoy coming into your house, coming into your presence with one another. We want to pray for our dear brother tonight as he uh, talks about the ministry and as well uh, presents uh, the message, Lord, whatever you give to him tonight, Lord, to give to us. We pray that we would all receive it tonight uh, by faith, that we would receive it with hearts that are open and ready for your word. And God, we pray as well that you would bless the ministry of Character Under Construction and uh, the Yes Clubs and, and Rock of Ages and, and all the work that they're trying to do to get uh, churches like us and many others to get involved with our local communities and to find ways that we're able to help and to minister and to reach out to young people. And Lord, while we see these days are getting darker and we see that uh, the day of, of Christ's return seems to be approaching more and more, Lord, we're at least one day closer than we were yesterday. So Lord, help us to be motivated by that, uh, to be encouraged by it, but as well to, to see the great need uh, of our day and that you've entrusted us with this community. You've entrusted us with these kids. Uh, you've entrusted us with this program. And so, Lord, help us uh, to use it for your honor and for your glory to, and to as well build the body and uh, to see souls saved. God, we love you. We thank you and pray that you, uh, praise you, Lord, for all you've done. We give you this night now, and, Lord, have your will and your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all make him feel welcome. That sound good? Everybody hear me now? All right. Amen. Can you hear me now? <laughs> you all have heard that before, haven't you? Amen. Uh, well, it is good to be in the Lord's house tonight. And uh, glad you say, say amen. Amen. I appreciate the Lord and everything He's done in our lives. And uh, I am uh, Marvin Hollifield, missionary with the Rock of Ages Ministries. 
And uh, we go into the public schools of America. And uh, also, God has broadened our horizon to the continent of Africa. Uh, so we're going to Kenya, Uganda, Ghana, and Nigeria. Uh, that's the four countries we've got right now. I'll tell you about that in just a minute. But uh, I do want to share just a little bit of my history. Um, I was raised in a pastor's home uh, there in Marion, North Carolina. And uh, I just praise God for all the upbringing I had. Amen. And uh, I believe I told them yesterday, and I even said this morning at the church, everybody got a kick out of it. I had a drug problem when I was little. Sure did. I was drug in church, and I was drug out of church. Amen. Can anybody witness with me? Amen. <laughs> I see a lot of heads going, yeah. Uh, I know, uh, now don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying y'all are old, you're mature, amen? Uh, I try not to call nobody old, that way nobody gets offended, amen? But we're more, more mature folks. And you say, well, you look young, I'm, I'm 51, so I'm getting on up there, amen? And uh, I was aggravating Brother Walter too, uh, I told him, I said, well, I'm going to tell the church tomorrow that uh, if you're tater man number one, I'm tater man number two, but I'm better looking and I got more hair, amen? <laughs> so... <laughs> So as you can tell, we like to have fun, amen? Uh, but no, I was raised in a pastor's home, and I thank God for my upbringing. Uh, but honestly, uh, mom and dad, they taught us well, amen? And uh, I wish that a lot of young people that we talk to, the, uh, the home life that they have, I wish they had what I had uh, back then. I really do. Uh, but, you know, I got to thinking one day, and uh, as I grew up in life, I realized that I could not get into heaven on what my dad had done. Amen. Him as a pastor, I couldn't get into heaven on what dad done. It had to be a personal relationship. Amen. I had to have that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I had to ask Christ to come into my heart and save my soul. And I praise God that I did. Amen. March 30th, 2011, our Hefner Memorial Baptist Church in Marion. And I gave my heart and life to him, and praise God, it's been a wonderful time. Amen. I've had a good life, but it's been a wonderful time ever since. Amen. Uh, but then the Lord allowed us to, uh, we announced our call to preach in uh, September the 9th. Uh, oh, let me back up. Yeah, September the uh, 9th of 2011. Yes. September, I believe September the 9th. I may have that wrong. I don't know why I'm thinking different on that. But anyway... Uh, we just started doing more, and then uh, January the 19th, 2014, I actually announced my call to be a missionary, and uh, I praise God that uh, the Lord called me to be a missionary. We've had a great time. We've, we went now for almost uh, going on 10 years. Uh, we'll be in March, and uh, my wife and I, uh, we've been married in November, will be 30 years, and uh, so you pray for her, amen? So, <laughs> and, I, and please pray for me too, but... Uh, no, uh, we have two kids. Uh, my daughter, she's 27, and my son's 20, and uh, they've both got full-time jobs now. They still live at home, amen. Uh, I want to keep them at home as long as I can. <clears throat> and those that had ones move off already, you know what I'm talking about, amen. It's, uh, it's a hard step. It really is. Um, but uh, I sure appreciate the Lord and all he's done. And uh, as I said, we go to the public schools, and uh, y'all know a lot about the school ministry. You're already involved with it. Uh, now, how many of you have actually been in the schools with uh, Brother Beasley? Okay, got one. Uh, the rest of you have took the, some of you have took the training, I know. Okay. Uh, have y'all ever seen one of the chip lessons? Have you got to see any of the chip lessons? Uh, okay. Um, I had actually, yeah, uh, Miss Ford, 
Uh, she'd seen one yesterday, and I had actually, uh, Pastor Joe was going to have the kids come back, uh, and I was hoping there'd be some here. Uh, but we've already got it set up with a cartoon lesson. How many of you like cartoons? Amen? All right. Well, now, don't think you're going to get out without any preaching. Amen? I'm going I'm to work it in together. How about that? Does that sound like good? Okay. Uh, but we'll, we'll go on in just a minute. But I do want to give you a couple of things. Um, the verse that the Lord laid on my heart for uh, to be a full-time, well, uh, to be a full-time missionary is uh, John 4 and 35. And the Bible says, uh, Say not ye there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, look upon the fields, for they are white, all ready to harvest. Amen. Uh, the fields are white, ready, white and ready. Amen. And uh, we really need to think about that. Uh, we need to do everything we can because time is coming up short. Amen. Uh, time's coming up short. And the other verse that uh, the Lord laid on my heart as far as concerning and going uh, more all over the world um, is 1 Kings chapter number 8, verse number 60. That all the people of the earth may know that the Lord is God and that there is none else. Amen. There is only one God. Amen. I appreciate, uh, Brother Songleader, what you said there. Uh, you know, there is only one mediator, one God. One, uh, amen. There's only one uh, Son of God. And I'm glad that He came to this earth, born of a virgin. He died on that cross for you and I. And we might have life, have it more abundantly. But He didn't stay on that cross. Amen. He rose that third day. And, you know, if He hadn't arose, then everything else would have been in vain, wouldn't it? It would. Uh, you know, if he hadn't come, if he hadn't been born, he couldn't have died. Amen? Uh, but, uh, you know, we think about that, and it's so simple, but yet it's so complex. It really is. And uh, I even made a comment yesterday. You know, we talked about the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, you think about, well, how in the world can that be? And uh, I heard one person say that it's like water. Uh, you know, you have liquid, and then you have the gas. When it gets hot, it va the vapor comes up. But then when you freeze it, you've got ice. You've got three parts there, but you've still got water. Amen? And that's a good way to think about, uh, you know, the Lord, uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Uh, but I tell you, every time we can get the Word of God out, uh, I'm thinking over Matthew uh, chapter, and I'm not uh, giving a couple of verses of Scripture, but I, hey, uh, I'm just doing what the Lord tells me. Amen? And I hope, I hope you get something out of the message or the lesson. Um, however you want to say it, uh, but Matthew chapter number five, um, and I just I feel like I feel led to uh, say a little bit on this. Matthew chapter number five, verse number thirteen. I'm gonna read about four verses there, and uh, then uh, I think what we'll do we'll just jump into this lesson, and uh, I'm if it's all right after I get done uh, here with this little thought, I'm gonna come down there with y'all. Amen. And uh, we're just going to have a good time. How about that? I know that's a little unusual a lot of times in many, many churches. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, how y'all conduct service as far as Sunday night or anything like that. But sometimes, huh? Okay. All right. Well, hey, I like it. I like it. I love to. And you'll find out that I have a lot of fun. I do. And now, now wait a minute. I, I know that a lot of you talk to me as I come in. So I know you like to talk. Amen. You're very friendly. And I praise God for that right there. I praise God. Honest, there's some churches I go in. That's all I get. And I'm thinking, uh, okay, now what? You know, 
But no, I appreciate the warm welcome. I really do. And uh, we've had a great time. Pastor, it's been great to get to meet you and your wife and uh, everybody here. And the ones at the training yesterday, hey, we had a great time. Uh, we really did. Um, and Walter, well, y'all, y'all know him, so. <laughs> How's that? Oh, I don't think I'm going to reveal that today. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey, man. Matthew chapter number 5, uh, verse number 13, a very familiar scripture. And uh, the Bible says, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be ca- trodden under the foot of men. Now, let me make a statement right there before I go any farther. Uh, if you'll think back in Roman times, uh, back when, when the Bible was written and during uh, the Roman uh, Empire and Roman and Greek mythology and things like that, uh, you know, they had salt. Salt was a very precious commodity. Salt was very, very precious. I mean, they used it for preservation. Uh, they used it for salt and food, different things like that. But notice there... Uh, if the salt has lost its savor. In other words, it's, uh, it's working. It's working is another, thing, another way to say it. Um, if it's lost it, then a lot of people say, well, that ain't no good. Just throw it out. But then what they've done to get traction, they would throw it out under the foot of men. They would throw it down on the ground. And it helped you get traction. That's why uh, I believe, I'm not really checked it, but I would say that's why they salt the road so much. And uh, I don't know, I hate the way it treats a vehicle, amen? Uh, you know, it makes it rust and stuff, but hey, it gives you traction, right? It melts the ice, so it's still good for something, right? It is. But notice 14, you're the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now I want you to think about that candle. And I want to think, I want to think about the candle's source. Amen. It's, it, the source is by another. Anytime a candle's lit, it has to have an initial light. It has to have an initial light to come up and light that candle. Amen. Well then it has to be, it's an increasing light. Amen. And the more more fuel you put on the fire, the more fire you're going to get. The more light you're going to get. But praise God, when you get saved by the grace of God, that light inside of you is an inexhaustible light. Amen. You can't put it out. There ain't nothing can put it out. Now you can try to hide it. Amen. And many times there's things in our lives that hides that light. Amen. It does. You know, the darkness, the uh, us, uh, I don't like, well, we're sinners. Amen. We're all sinners. If you're saved by grace of God, you're a sinner saved by grace. Amen. So a lot of times the sin hides our light. It makes it dim. Uh, It really does. And you get to thinking about those lights and I want you to think about a lamp. uh, Old timey oil lamp. How many of you have one in your house? Old timey oil lamp? Yeah. I love them things. And you know, you get them out when the power goes out. And uh, I don't know why in the world my wife didn't, evidently she didn't use the lamp yesterday. I was telling the brother, the power went out at our house. And uh, she said, it off like, I think it was at least two or three hours. And next thing I know, here she's calling me at dark. 
And, well, we're riding down the road just so we can uh, charge our phones up so we'll have way communication, you know. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, the power's out, you ain't got no internet. So what's up with that? You know, sound to me like they just want a joyride. <laughs> Don't tell her I said that now, okay? <laughs> but usually what I'm saying, you know, the lamp, but you think of those old-timey oil lamps when you trimmed them, and back when they, before they had electricity, even on the ships, they would have lamp trimmers. They would have the lamps down where the men was rowing the ship, and uh, they would have the lamps there, and they would have lamp trimmers to go around, and they would fill the oil, and then they would clip, clip the wick, and it had to be on an angle. But what they done was took that, the, the burnt parts off, and it gave a brighter light. And they've done that ever so often. You know, it does us good to go back to the Word of God and get on our knees and uh, get that lamp, uh, that wick trimmed up, don't it? It really does to where we can be a better light. Amen? And you say, well, how in the world are you going to work this in with this lesson? You'll see in just a minute. God just gave me a thought a few minutes ago, and I'm praising God right now. Amen? I, I praise God all the time. But uh, he, he just gave me another thought um, on this uh, subject here. But then you've got the camps or the candle's source, but no, it's a source, but it's our strength. Amen. It's our, uh, our starting. It's our starting place when that light's lit. But then also, uh, it's, a lot of times it's our situations. Amen. It's not always easy, but the, the, the best in God's eyes. Amen. When you get saved by the grace of God, God sees the blood. But he said, you know, let your light so shine before men. Now we're talking about a light and that blood. When you have blood applied, then you've got that light of Christ in your life. That life, you're, you're made quickened. Um, let's see, over there in Ephesians 2 and 8. Uh, let's see, let me turn over there right quick. I, didn't have, I don't have this marked, but the Lord's just uh, giving me this thought right here. Ephesians chapter number 2, verse number 8, I believe it is. Verse number 1. Ephesians 2 and 1, And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Amen. You know that lamp there, if you don't have no oil in it, if you don't have the light in it, it ain't going to burn. Amen. That wick ain't going to burn. And I don't know if you've noticed or not, but that, can't, that lamp, when you put the wick in, you put a brand new wick in, the instruction says to wait 15 minutes before you light it. And the reason that is, is that wick has to soak up. It has to soak that oil up, and it gets up to the top. Well, praise God, that's like our, that's like us. That bar, that lamp, that bowl of that lamp, that's our body. But then that wick is our heart, and then that shield of faith, that shield over it to keep the wind from blowing it, that glass globe. That's our shield of faith. But you think about that when uh, we get, when we was raised up, when we raised up as a child, and we have still already had the body. Amen. Our heart was there. But then we started hearing about the Word of God. Mom and Dad started teaching me the ways of God. And the Holy Spirit started filling my oil up. Amen. That oil started filling up. But then there had to be a light. And it had to be an initial light. When I got saved by the grace of God, that's when my light started to burn. Amen. And uh, I hope when you go to look at that lamp, I, I, hope if you don't, I hope you never forget that. Amen. Let's light a, let our lights shine. For the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, let's let them shine. But like I said, I want to, uh, 
I, I'm just going to go ahead since we've got this set up, and uh, I, I can tell y'all are all ready to, ready to have fun. Amen? All right. And uh, I told the pastor yesterday, uh, we don't, uh, you know, here in the United States, we don't go in and, and preach in the classrooms. But we like to preach. Teach and preach. Put them together and you got to preach. Amen? And uh, these lessons, every one of them, uh, some of you have seen them. Uh, these lessons are saturated by the Word of God. That's where good godly character comes from, isn't it? It's from, straight from the Bible. Uh, there's, been, there's a uh, school in North Carolina, um, Henderson County, and I'm sure other schools use it, but they call it uh, the leader in me, I believe it is. The leader in me. And there's like seven steps, seven habits. Uh, and I can't remember them right off. I've got a picture on my phone if I can find it. Uh, of the board it talks about step one I think some of them is like uh, seek first to be understood uh, seek first to understand something like that uh, do a, a win-win situation or is it a win-lose situation you know different habits like that and they got to talking one day and a lot of the teachers you know from the talk didn't go to church maybe not even believed the way we do but then me and uh, one of the pastor friends of mine that went with me, we got to looking at that, and he said, you know, he said, every bit of that right there is straight out of the Word of God. And it didn't have a bit of Scripture around it. But, it, I mean, it didn't have it listed. But we got to looking at each one, and we could just about quote each one and put a verse of Scripture with it. So a lot of people don't realize they think they're doing a great job teaching good character, and they think they're doing a great job. Oh, we've got to keep the Bible out. No, they, it, it don't have a place. It don't have a place. But then here they've got character building things. That's not necessarily religious. They don't think. But you get to looking at them, and they're, it's godly character. Amen? It's just right living. So I'm not trying to take anything away from the Bible, but I'm just saying a lot of them really thinks, you know, we don't need the Bible. They do need the Bible. There's a whole lot more to it than just character. Amen? It's, we, we talk about the here and now, but what about the hereafter? Amen? And I've often said it like this, I may not see you here again, I may not see you there, but if you're saved by the grace of God, I'll see you in the air. Amen? When we get to go to heaven, when the Lord comes back to get us, we'll go to heaven and be with Him. I'll, I'll meet you in the air. Amen? And I, I hope I get to see you again. I really do. And, uh, but if we don't, amen, I promise you, amen, I'll see you in the air. Amen. Well, all right, let's, I'll tell you what, let's look at this. Character under construction. And for those that have not seen anything of these lessons, this is, this is actually one of the lessons that we do take into kindergarten and first grade. <laughs> amen. <laughs> now, we have, I'm, I've got to tell this. Miss Ford and Brother Walter, and even some of the others, they got to horsing around a little bit, like they was in class, and they started acting like kindergartners, didn't they? They done a pretty good job, didn't they? No, no. Now, Pastor done pretty good. Well, he done pretty good. <laughs> Amen. Oh, Lord. We, hey, I, I love y'all already. Amen. I love to have fun. Uh, but this lesson was on my heart. That may, that may be a delay. There it goes. But it's on the game station. And 
Uh, chip, oh, I must hit it too. There we go. Uh, but this is on the game station. And this is really, I'm just going to give you some background a little bit. Um, I had, there was a youth camp I was invited to. And uh, the pastor, we got to doing some of the lessons. And I got to talking to him Monday evening. Uh, I believe it was Monday at lunch. And uh, I shared with him uh, some different things. And the, one of the preachers that was there for that Sunday morning, that morning, morning message too, he got to talking about cell phones and things. And he, we got to talking about, we've got a lesson on cell phone addiction. But that lesson is just out of date, or so to speak. But it, I mean, it needs to be reworked. So I started looking at some stuff, and the pastor come to me and said, I want you to teach that lesson tomorrow morning. And I was like, there's no way. I thought, there's no way I can do it. So I put some stuff together. Now, this is not that lesson. This is one of the character lessons we've already had. But this day and time that we live, I believe there's so many distractions. And I, I do wish there was a lot of teenagers here. I, I do wish there was middle schoolers, uh, um, high schoolers. Uh, but I know this, this hits me like crazy. I've caught myself doing some things like this that this little boy's going to do. And I just want us to think um, how much of a distraction is things in life. And I'm just going to say it that way. I'm not necessarily going to talk about cell phones. But if it gets on that note, then I guess that's what the Lord meant. I've, I've had it on my heart all day long. And I've, I've tried to look at some other things in the Word of God. I've, I, I just can't get, I can't get away from it. I just feel like this is the route we need to go. Um, but the game station. Now, Yukon and Chip had become good friends. Yukon is Chip's oriental friend. Yukon's family moved to the United States from China a few years ago. Now, Chip Tater, he's our uh, Tater character, and he's his mom and dad's mom and pop Tater. And uh, then, now, I don't believe Tommy Allrotten's in this lesson. Uh, we can nickname brother, brother Walter Tommy Allwrighton, I believe. Couldn't we? <laughs> well, then we have, uh, let's say Tommy Allwrighton, then we have Uncle Twice Baked, Miss Auntie Sweet. There's, she's a sweet tater. Uh, then we have Miss Fry, we have Curly Fry, we have Spud and Wedgie. Uh, you'll see a couple of those in this lesson. Uh, but Chip here is trying to live a good life. And he's, uh, he's just trying to be a good young man. Uh, but still, even the best we can do, we still mess up sometimes, don't we? Even us as adults, we still mess up. Hey, Amen. I, I mess up every day. I really do. Uh, but let's check this out. There it goes. At first, Chip thought Yukon was a little bit strange with all of his good manners. But Chip has learned a lot of good manners from Yukon. Let me say it this way. We can learn a lot of good things from each other, can't we? We sure can. You know, and there again, I'm going to go back to let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. But I'm glad it don't stop there. If it stopped there, it would be all about us, wouldn't it? Praise God, it's not about us. It's all about Him. Amen? And it says, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now, today, Yukon came to school upset. Anybody ever been like that? Now... Now, come on, y'all. Um, now, y'all got to be in, we're in kindergarten class, okay? So, uh, now. 
Amen. Now, I don't want to have to call anybody down too much, you know. But, uh oh, I think we went one too far. Y'all have to excuse me. This uh, clicker has kind of got a delayed reaction, I believe. Let's see here. Ma'am, could you, uh, uh, let's see. Could you hit the, uh, if you'll do the back and the forward arrows? Oh, has that got it? Okay. What's wrong, asked Chip. My parents have grounded me, exclaimed Yukon. Huh? He should be grounded. Okay, well, let's find out what he done, okay? All right. <laughs> All right. I may just have to turn this off now. Yeah. Go ahead and hit the next one if you don't mind. You'll just hit the air, the forward air. There we go. They said I was spending too much time on my game station and not enough time on things that are important. Yukon went on to explain that his game was important to him and that he was on the 10th level and about to find the last hidden secret to unlock the door to extra levels. Wow, now that's a good, that's pretty cool, ain't it? How many of you play games on your phones? I have to raise my hand. And you say, wait a minute, you're a missionary. You ain't got time to do that. Well, I, like, I still like to play a few games, okay? I, how many likes to be a couch tater every once in a while? Oh, there you go. I've seen a lot of hands go up on that. Yep, I'm right there with you. According to the instructions, there have only been a few people to ever get to these extra levels. My parents are only allowing me one hour a day to play, complained Yukon. Now somebody tell me, what's wrong with him saying that right there? Disrespecting his parents. parents. Got to give taters too, ain't eh? it? All right, all right. Ah. Okay. Let's, let's think about that. I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, let's back up just a minute. I appreciate you mentioning that. The uh, tater lesson, we t now we take a tater lesson in fourth to sixth grade. That's where we start at, like at the fourth grade up. Uh, then we'll go and do in high school too. But the very first lesson we take in is the tater lesson. And the taters are all different on the outside, aren't they? But on the inside, they're basically the same. Well, that's like us. You know, we're all different on the outside, but we've all got a body, we've got a soul, and we've got a mind. We've all got a heart, we've got lungs, we've got a brain. Hey man, I wish I used my brain more than what I do sometimes. But then we say, okay, what kind of tater am I and what kind of tater do I want to be? So how many is an agitator? Anybody ever heard of an agitator? Now I'm, not, I'm talking about the thing in the middle of a washing machine. You know, it gets in there and it shakes all that dirt up and it, it, it moves that, it stirs things up, right? We like to be agitators every once in a while, don't we? We do. How about a uh, spectator? How many like to sit back and watch somebody else do the work? Ah. How about uh, imitator? Does anybody like to imitate somebody else? Now, I'm not good at impersonating. I'm not good at imitating somebody else, but I have seen some people, and they could keep you laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. Do you know what? We just need to be ourselves. We really do. And Chip here, he's just being himself. 
He really is. But then you have the commentator. How many, how many commentators do we have? Okay. Now <laughs> the definition, I believe, it, I believe we could all be commentators. Amen. We talk a lot. We analyze everything. Amen. The news people. Yeah, that's okay. How about uh, the hesitator? Anybody ever hesitated over a decision? Yeah, we do. We should, shouldn't we? There are some things we should hesitate about, but there are some things we shouldn't. We know what to do. We know to do the right thing. How about the sweet tater? How many sweet taters do we have in here? Huh? There you go. Well, I've got three honest. Okay. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Do you all agree with those three? Oops. Pastor, I may need to go on. We might get some. <laughs> no, we, hey, you see what I'm talking about, though. You see the concept. And, that, and, you know, we're not saying that these are all bad taters. But if we have a good balance of them, then we'll have a good, fun life. We really will. But I want you to think about this. And as we go through this lesson, I want you to think about Chip. He's already trying to help his friend. That's out of the Word of God. Amen? The part of Yukon complaining about his parents, he's going to get instructed right here. Go ahead and advance that if you don't mind. Chip remembered back to when he was a few years younger and had learned about this very thing. Yukon said, Chip, you should never talk bad about your parents. Believe it or not, they are right. Let me tell you about what happened to me. He's giving some good godly advice right there. He really is. You know, and it's straight out of the Word of God. The Bible says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Amen? Obey them that have the rule over you, for they watch for your souls. Therefore, they must give an account. You know, and they don't do it with grief. They do it because it it's profitable. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and now let me let me say this. Hey, we're in church, right? You, we're going to give a spiritual message, Amen. But now I won't be saying a lot of scripture. You won't hear me say that in the schools. There'll be times I'll quote some, but I won't be preaching. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but hey, like I said, we're in church, and here here's something I want you to think about. Lord just brought this to my mind. I, I, he just he told me to ask you. Think of those taters that we mentioned. Agitator, spectator, hesitator, commentator, and all the different ones. The Lord laid it on my heart. To, I preached a message one time. If you were to ask or invite yourself to come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, or invite yourself to church, would you be a hesitator? Would you hold back from doing it? From inviting yourself to church? Would you be a spectator and let somebody else come up and invite yourself to church? Would you be an agitator and maybe say, well, I don't know about that. I, Holy Spirit, I don't know about that. Would you be a couch tater, just sit back and not do it at all? 
You see what I'm getting at? And I asked myself this question. I, Lord, honest, I set up, I got up one, one morning early, about 2 o'clock in the morning, and the Lord woke me up and told me to start writing. And I asked myself that question. And the Holy Spirit poked my heart and said, if you said no to either any of those questions, that you wouldn't be a hesitator, you wouldn't be a spectator, then why are you not inviting somebody else? Why are you being a hesitator? Why are you being a spectator? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I think Chip here, he's trying to live a good life. He's ha trying to help. He, he's trying to help. He says, when I was younger, I loved to play outside and ride my bike, swing on the swing, slide on the slide, play in the sandbox. Then one Christmas, I got a game station as a present. I was so excited and could hardly wait until Mom and Pop got it set up for me. They, would only want, they told me I could only play on it for one hour a day. As springtime came, all I wanted to do was play on it. Anybody ever been there before? Sure we have. Then, as a child, we'd, uh, now, Mom and Dad would buy things. We'd be waiting. I remember the racetracks. Big old wide racetracks. Race I couldn't wait till they got it out of the package, got it set up. That for some reason they didn't set it up early. They'd always wait. You know, I'd have to sit there and wait. Come on, hurry, Dad! Hurry, Dad! Hurry, Dad! Yeah. But then we all we wanted to do is play on it. But then how many of you went to playing with the box more than you did the racetrack? <laughs> I don't know what it is about a box. My kids, it seemed like that's all they wanted to do was play on it, play with the box instead of the racetrack. After a while. But mom would fuss at me to go outside and play, especially on pretty days. Chip told Yukon that he would beg his mom for another hour on, game, on his game station before he went outside. However, he knew that it would then be time for supper, and he still would not have gone outside. That really looks familiar, don't it? Well, some of the sights that we see today, we see people in the restaurants a family of four, family of six, people goes in, and right here's what they're doing. Yeah, oh, oh, what'd you say? I'm, so, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Folks, I guess I'm trying to bring awareness. It's going to have to stop, uh, start somewhere to get things changed, ain't it? And you say, well, what do you mean? What's, what's, what's the big deal? Most people spend three to six hours a day on their phones. The articles have already been written in 2023 that stated by the end of 2023, or this, this is the way they put it, they said in 2023, most people will spend two months' time on their phones in 2023. Two months that's a long time ain't it? it really is you know what I've tried to do I'm trying my best to lay mine down and spend that time in the word of God and I'm not saying that to boast me way up here I'm not but this has hit me like a ton of bricks I've seen the destruction I've seen what happens it's even in my family I'm just going to be honest with you and my kids yeah they're getting mad so what? <laughs> they just going to have to get mad. I was drugged into church and I was drugged out of church. Praise God, they was drugged into church and they was drugged out of church. 
I done them just the same way my mom and dad done me. But folks, I think if we could ever get a hold of this and realize, I wonder, and I, I've I, and I've preached this way too at another church, the youth camp, and I've, I've got some some stuff I put together. It's got all kinds of statistics in it, but I was like, wow. And when we got done, them kids was like, thank you, thank you, because we don't realize how much time it's taking. We get centered we get tunnel vision right here we get like that right there of what we want but the bible said let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works you don't you're not going to say that you're not going to take it and put it under a bushel you, you remember that little song this little light of mine i'm going to let it shine amen hide it under a bushel no i'm going to let it shine won't let satan blow it out i'm going to let it shine amen I see it. Let it shine. Chip thought it was all right because he had such a good time playing on his game station. Then after a few days of this, Pop asked Chip at the dinner table, Chip, have you been outside today? Chip had to say no. Son, today was a beautiful day. I did not like being inside at work, but I have to work so I can make money to pay for food to eat and clothes to wear. Pop went on to tell Chip that he needed to get outside and enjoy the pretty weather while he could. It would be wintertime before he knew it, and he would have to stay inside. It's coming up soon, ain't it? Hard to believe it's almost the middle of September. Pop even suggested to Chip that he invite his friend Ida over so they could play basketball. They used, a lot, used to have a lot of fun playing outside together. Chip did not invite Ida over the next day because he got more interested in his game station. His little brother, Todd, kept bothering him too. Remember the tater tot? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I like tater tots, by the way. Does anybody else? I like, anybody like curly fries? Amen. French fries? Yeah. Amen. He kept coming and asking, Chip, will you go outside and play with me? But Chip just kept telling him, maybe later. Todd would go away, then come back later and ask the same thing. How many's ever been done that way? Sure, we all have. I, I don't know about y'all. I'm, I'm being honest. I'm not just saying this. And I think Brother Walter will tell you the same thing. Every time we teach these lessons, regardless of what age group we're teaching, it's just like the Holy Spirit just, bam, right there in your face. Right there in your face, right there in your face. But I see so many things that I'm thinking, Lord, please forgive me. I'm being honest. And this one right here, he kept on until it made Chip mad. Chip said some mean things to his little brother. Then Chip got in big trouble with Mom. <clears throat> you know, it's one thing to get in trouble with Mom and Dad, but when we used to get in trouble with God, that's a whole different ball game, ain't it? It really is. When Pop came home that day, he grounded Chip from all game station time until he apologized to Tot and spent time playing outside. Then he only got one hour a day to play on the game station. Chip got mad and he thought that his parents were unfair. Now what about y'all? Now let's say y'all kindergarten, first grade, what y'all think? Is is his parents fair? 
Huh? No? Come on now. Now you know that they've got a, they've got a discipline. <laughs> oh. Chips, okay, well, hey, you get the tater. <laughs> He'll get the tater taller trying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you had to be the bad one, okay. Amen. Guys, I tell you, it's, it's, you know, we think about this, and this is different for tonight. But I really want you to think. Because so many relationships are being wrecked. And if you don't believe me, go get online. Type in cell phone addiction 2023. I've got a list. I always, when I find a good article, I save it in my favorites. And I've been doing a lot of studying on this. And I've got a list on my computer right now that's about that long. And they were all written. One of them I found was 2019. But the rest of them have been 2022 and 2023. It's now coming, becoming a phobia. Nomophobia. Another distraction. Nomophobia is the fear of not having your phone. You've heard of schizophrenia? We've heard that for years, right? People go off the deep end, I mean, do different things. Now there's textphrenia. The fear of not being able to send or receive a text. Phantom vibrations. You think your phone's ringing or you're bu uh, buzzing and it's not doing anything at all. On average, just what I've done right there, most people check their phones 144 times a day just to pick it out and look at it. To check. Now, I've got a good excuse. I don't have a watch. Help me out. Will that work or not? I'm, gu I'm guilty, right? <laughs> That's lame. It is. Mm. What kind of tater is that? That's a good question. Mm. I'd have to think about that. But I want you to think. Huh? <laughs> there you go. Exactly. You, you Think about it. Think about how much time that we're, we spend like this. But also, uh, there's a thing, and I've got, I've got to tell you this. I've got to tell you this. Fubbing. Now, that's not a bad word. <laughs> P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G. Fubbing. In other words, I'm teaching a lesson, or we're sitting at a restaurant, and then all of a sudden, while I'm teaching the lesson, I get my phone out, and I just start looking at it and trying to talk to somebody else at the same time. That's a, a, and these are medical terms of what I've told you. They're medical terms that have been put in the medical dictionaries because it's so major. There's so many homes being wrecked because of cell phone addiction. There's so many, and I'm not talking, I'm just talking about, uh, not just talking about cell phones. You look at the game station. Chip was just playing, playing a game. How many times do you see a family come in, little kid acting up, here, here, go ahead and just, just play on your phone. Just here. And all it is is just feeding the addiction. It is. We've got, yeah, phase two. Exactly. Yeah. It's sad, ain't it? 
It really is. It's sad. All right, let's move on. The next morning, he went out and started riding his bike while it was still cool. While riding, he started to remember how much fun he had zooming down the hill on his bike. Then he went and started swinging with Todd. With each swing, he got higher and higher until Mom called out, Not too high, son. I don't want you to swing over the top of the swing. Next, they played in the sandbox. He had forgotten how much fun it was to build sandcastles and pretend they were working for a construction company building roads and things. I can think back, Mom and Dad, they used to take us out in the woods. We live up in the mountains of North Carolina, and they would take us back out in the woods. I had a box of cars, little cars, and we'd go make trails, and then I had a box of mar- a bowl of marbles, and I'd just make me a trail, and I'd watch them marbles go down. had the greatest time, and I think back to those times, and I think back getting to back to the simple times. Amen? Just get back to reality. Because this right here, even those, a lot of people say, oh, what's reality today? It's not. Reality's life. Amen. That afternoon, Ida saw them playing and came, came over with her basketball. They had a great day and lots of fun. When he went into the house that night, Mom told him he looked as dirty as a tater that had been rolling around on the ground. Now, wait a minute. He is a tater, right? <laughs> He was tired and went right to sleep that night. He had so much fun that day that he didn't even think about playing his game station. He had more fun playing with real live people. You know, I'm going to say this right quick. Like I said before, I may not make it back home. We're not guaranteed our next breath. But I praise God for the times I've had with my family. And I want to have a lot more. God help us to put those distractions down. No matter what, and it could go on. It don't have to be just cell phones, game stations. There's a lot of things. Deceiving people? Yeah. 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 I agree. I sure do. And I've said this, I think I said it yesterday, if the devil can get in the homes, can get in the churches, or can get in the schools, he thinks he's got a hold. If we're not careful, it's so easy. And they're good tools. They're, They're good tools. I mean, man, we can get the Word of God out, we can hit a button, and thousands of people, millions of people can hear the Word of God just like that. But we've got to be careful. Chip told you, Con, that he learned some important lessons that day. Never take your health for granted. Some kids are not able to play outside. Never forget how important it is to spend time with family and friends. If you only do what you want to do, you become grumpy to others and hurt their feelings. Wow, said Yukon. That sounds just like what is happening to me. I guess spending too much time on my game station can be dangerous to my health and hurt my friendships. It looks like my parents are right after all. Yukon realized that even though he might not like it, he must obey and do what is right. Thanks, Chip. You are a good friend, said Yukon. How about coming over after school today and we can play outside? Amen. I think that hit right. I, I think that just hits. I'd love to teach it in every every church that we go to, every place I go to. I really would. Yes, ma'am. I know 
this stuff comes into my mind about the phone. Well, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't check this, or I didn't check that, or yes, I ma'am. didn't check with this. Mm-hmm. You know, all yep. these phones I need to keep coming up they do. before I know it. I'm getting so sleepy, I can't keep my eyes open. I've got to mm-hmm. go to bed, and I have yep. time with the Lord. I have to. I'm right there with you. And, hey, now my, my remedy, instead of taking uh, sleeping medicine, if I want to go to sleep, I get my Bible and start reading it. I don't know about y'all, but I, I'm out like a light for some reason. I, uh, I did go to uh, Bible college for uh, three years. This was before I got saved. But I would have to stand up. I would have to walk around in the room because every time I started uh, reading, I'd get sleepy. And I just had to start around, walking around in the room while I read. I would. I'd close the door and I'd walk around the bedroom. Just keep walking, pacing to even read. But I understand. Yeah, I'm the same way. Sure am. Um, with that being with that being said, and this is not by accident, I want to I want to leave you with this. Um, as I said, I was doing things on the cell phone addiction, and here's what I found: there was an article written that uh, it says physical Bible versus digital Bible. Now, how many of you have the Bible on your phone? Excuse me, I do too. I've got it, and a lot of times I'll use it like a doctor's office or something if I'm sitting there waiting. But when I'm at home, I've caught myself looking on it or looking on the computer. Like you said, there comes a notification. Boom, boom, boom. Here's what the article said. Reasons to choose a physical Bible. A physical Bible limits your distractions. A physical Bible sets your time apart. A physical Bible teaches you the structure of the Bible. It's hard to get the structure of the Bible with it just on your phone because all you have to do is hit the buttons. A physical Bible limits your translation choices. Amen. Rock of Ages, like Rock of Ages, what I was always raised up on. And I went and studied it for myself. Amen. I honestly believe the King James Bible is the only, is the truest to the English-speaking language. Amen. I believe that is the Word of God. A physical Bible helps you remember what you've read. A physical Bible presents the Word as it is written. A physical Bible keeps context together. A physical Bible lets you see chapters together. A physical Bible looks like a physical Bible. How many of you have ever been looking on your phone, maybe, or you've seen somebody else on their phones in church and they said, oh, I'm just on my Bible. But then it brings up a question, don't it? It's not that you're calling them a liar, but there's so many distractions. A physical Bible makes note-taking easy. A physical Bible leaves a legacy. A physical Bible can be flipped through. A physical Bible can have bookmarks. And a physical Bible requires no battery. Amen? Hey, it'll never go away. You say, well, wait a minute. What if it gets took away from us? It's here in your heart. Yes, ma'am.
Amen. How m- yes, ma'am. That's exactly right. Amen. Letting your light shine. Amen. I like that. Yep. Yes, ma'am. That is a tater. There you go. Yes, ma'am. That's great. Anybody else? Amen. Well, now I tell you, on that note too, uh, when I go to Kenya, I have, um, I've taken, well, I take my Bible, but then I like to use uh, Microsoft OneNote, and I can put it on my phone or on this tablet, you know, whatever I've got, but I was actually taking notes of where we was at in the school, and the principal was sitting across from me, and we was all lined up, there was four of us, and then the principal over here and he seen me doing this. And I, honestly, I was taking notes. And he looked at me, and then he looked over at the guys beside me. Just like, what's he doing? That's, you know, it's disrespectful. And the guy that my director at that time, he was beside me. He said, sir, he's, he's taking notes of how many students and the location we're at. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Hey, you're great. Exactly. Right. Yep. Amen. Amen. Sure do. Amen. Well, I am too. <laughs> but well, you know, you know, though, I want you to think about this. Everybody say, talks about the old-fashioned way. They say old-fashioned. They put the ED on the end of it. The ED means it stopped, right? It's not old-fashioned. It's old-fashioned. It's fashion. It's the older way. But the Bible says over in Jeremiah, look for the old paths. Amen. Follow those old paths because that's the good way. And, well, you know, we need to walk in those good ways. And I tell you, seriously, I mean, it's, I, I just, I feel like I've said what the Lord needs me, needs me to say. And uh, I hope y'all don't think I come up here with the intention, bless God, I'm going to give them what for. <laughs> my kids and my wife, they think that's what I do every time I walk through the door, just about. But it, it hurts. You know, when you're sitting there, it really hurts. When you're trying to talk or you're trying to have a meal, and here the phone's in front of your face. Well, we 
<laughs> now, brother, I got to say this. <laughs> Remember, now I do this in class when I. So we're still in class, right? Okay. When we start pointing at somebody else, I know you're using your thumb, but just remember, if you point, you got three pointing back at yourself. We got three pointing back at ourselves. This is something that I needed because Amen. I'm letting that phone interrupt my time with the Lord. I have to. I'm gonna be honest. And I have. Yeah. I do too. I sure do. Uh, Amen. <laughs> Now, Pastor, <laughs> uh, we'll just pray, okay? <laughs> now, I tell you, uh, it's been fun. It really has. And uh, I praise God for the opportunity to be here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Uh, I know, honestly, I, I have taught this lesson or the other lesson, chip lessons, but there's been little kids here. And I think this is the first time I've ever done it with all adults. But I've had a great time. I really have. Yes, ma'am. Maybe you could just give an example of what kind of questions the children could give you that you could kind of use those as the Bible lessons. Let's see. A lot of times I'll give, I, the one, one of my favorites is 